Blessings to one and all, and welcome to this week's episode. This week on the Spirit Side Journey Toward the Light, I am going to be talking about but the Arantia book says the dead don't return. Now, uh, for those of you who have listened to my shows for any length of time, know that I am an avid reader of the Bible and also of the Arantia book and what these volumes have to say about what happens when we die, the spirits of the dead, whether it's permissible or not to try to communicate with the dead or even if the dead uh, return to earth is that something that's possible the Arantia book says that they don't the dead do not return and therefore we do not have any contact with them nor can we conjure them up in any sort of way and I, I wanted to kind of talk about this subject because someone reached out to me who belongs to one of the Facebook uh, Urantia book groups that I belong to and, and sometimes uh, write on. And this person asked me because they saw some of the shorts that I shared with my ITC research. And they said, well, the Urantia book says the dead don't return. So how, how do you reconcile this? How do you know you're really speaking to spirits of the dead? How do you know you're not talking to someone else? How do you know this just isn't dumb luck that you're getting these responses through radios? And of course, the big question being, if you really are speaking to the spirits of deceased people, does that mean the Arantia book is wrong? What what should we do with that? And I, And I think this is a discussion that not only focuses on the Arantia book, but also the Bible. And we're going to talk a little bit about some of the biblical texts and reiterate some things I've talked about in other shows that biblical scholars, uh, you know, believe about spirits of the dead and why it is actually possible to make connection with them. So first and foremost, um, Let's tackle this this problem or this issue that the Arantia book says that the dead don't return. Well, my personal belief and through my personal experiences with the paranormal, with the supernatural, and I'm not just talking about ghosts, I've had angelic encounters. I've had very positive, strong spiritual encounters with what I can only describe as the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit leading, directing, even in some ways uh, manifesting. Now, I'm not going to get into all that right now, but I've had a lot of experiences in my life that tell me Something is going on behind the scenes. Someone is looking out for us here on planet Earth. And also, sometimes, somehow, people that pass away are still here. 
So I have one of two choices to make when it comes to all of this. I could either take my own personal experiences that have shaped my personal beliefs and throw them out and say, well, they don't match up with the Bible, so therefore I'm going to discard them, throw them out, not believe in them anymore in favor of the biblical text. You know, I'm going to I'm going to take what the Bible says or what people say that the Bible says over my own experiences. Or I could do the same with the Arantia book. I could take those personal experiences that I've had that have shaped who I am, shaped my beliefs and throw them out in favor of the text of the Arantia papers. Now, first and foremost, uh, I want to say I never think this is a good idea. Because once upon a time when I was a fundamentalist Christian and I was really immersed in that whole belief system, I did just that. I took all of my experiences with the paranormal, all of my experience experiences with the supernatural, all of my experiences with God that were very loving and beautiful and really shaped my life uh, from an early age. And I just threw all of it out uh, based on what someone else was telling me that the Bible said, what the Bible taught. And over time, this was kind of like suppressing certain emotions. I found that I was feeling depressed. I was feeling unhappy. I was feeling confused. I was feeling like something was was missing in my life. Uh, it really it really culminated in a crisis of faith that was brought on, you know, by not only the feelings of denying my experiences, denying my experiences with God, but also, you know, at that time in my life, and this was around the, the end of the 1990s, it just seemed like everybody came out of the woodwork. You know, my fundamentalist friends, and then there was the Catholics, and then there was the Jehovah's Witnesses, and then, then, then there were the Mormons. It seemed like somebody from every corner of the globe, every religion, every denomination that claims to be the one somehow found their way to my front door and just started arguing with me over and over and over. But we have the truth, but we have the truth. And it finally just got to the point where I was like, if, you know, I was like, you know, part of my French, I was like, son of a bitch, you know, if all you people claim to have the truth, what is, is God this confusing? I mean, the, the, this, this seems, you know, like craziness to me, you know, that this possibly can't be. And this caused a real crisis of faith that caused me to walk away from Christianity altogether for a number of years. And I eventually found my way back, not through churches, not through doctrines and dogmas, but through personal experience. And the interesting thing being, I wasn't seeking out anything Christian at that time. It was like God, it was like Christ was seeking me out and manifesting themselves to me, manifesting their love to me, and showing me that religion, by and large, 
doesn't necessarily represent God in the best or most truthful light. So from, per, again, personal experience, and I've seen this since then in the lives of a lot of other people, which is why part of my spiritual counseling I've, I've started to do uh, religious trauma counseling because there's so many people that are, are suffering and victims of religious trauma in their lives, re- religious abuse, and every single one of them pretty much have the same story where they say, hey, you know, I was a little kid. I didn't necessarily have a concept of God, but I knew something was out there. I would I would talk to this presence, you know, in, in my room. I would go, I would look out of the window at the sky and know that I came from somewhere so loving and wonderful. And one day I would return there. And, you know, these people, they as they grew, they had encounters with angels and just beautiful spiritual experiences. And then religion came along and said, oh no, all this could be Satan masquerading as an angel of light. You need to get rid of all that and listen to us. And they did, and it was miserable, and there was the religious abuse. There was all the fear factors and hellfire and brimstone. And it all just really ended in a very big mess. So all that being said, I don't ever think it's a good idea to take those personal experiences and throw them out in favor of someone else's ideas. Because all of that is going to come bursting out at some point in our lives. Whether that comes out in a positive way, but for most it comes out in a very abrupt way, almost, uh, you know, uh, a crisis of faith or almost like a nervous breakdown for some people. And some people it does cause a nervous breakdown. I know several people that had that experience like I had, and, and it was hard. That was one of the hardest times of my life coming out of Christianity and just seeking for myself. It was hard. It was scary. It was riddled with anxiety and stress And there were times I didn't think I was going to be able to do it alone. I was going to have to try to get some kind of help, professional help, counseling, because this this was so burdensome and so brought so much anxiety to my mind that it was actually sometimes affecting me physically. It was it was horrendous. And by the grace of God, uh, I made it through. And I didn't need to get any counseling. I didn't need to go on any medications. I didn't need any of that sort of thing. But I know several people that did. Uh, Several that went into therapy. They're still in therapy. They're on meds. They're still struggling with the religious trauma. And one person, so that makes four total, one person who actually had a full-fledged nervous breakdown over this sort of thing and um you know ended up spending some time in the uh you know their local psychiatric ward so if you ask me that kind of thing and that kind of result is not from god 
you know, God isn't operating, you know, that way uh, in, in nervous breakdowns and, and psychiatric wards and anxiety meds. Um, absolutely not. So again, I don't ever think it's a good idea to throw away our own experiences um, for someone else's ideas. Now, it might be different if those experiences are dark and negative. If somebody's saying, you know, they're sitting in the room talking to Lucifer every night or dark entities that hurt somebody, I mean, yeah, then they either need psychiatric help or they need a redirection of their spiritual life. And, you know, when you're all wrapped up in these religious doctrines and ideas of other people, there's always a censorship. Don't read these kind of books. Don't, don't practice this kind of thing. And, and it's sad because unbeknownst to the person suffering religious trauma, like myself and other people, you know, you come to find out there are other Christians out there, scholars, theologians, pastors, ministers, writing books about the kinds of things that you've experienced and giving the biblical narrative on why these things are possible and permissible and not forbidden. And they make very good, solid arguments in most cases. And these are beliefs that have been around for a long time. They're not new, new age people coming out with hocus pocus. No, these are, these are biblically sound, presented arguments as to why many of these experiences are possible and permissible. Angel encounters, ghosts, etc. and so forth. Now I'm not going not going to get into what those arguments are right now i've mentioned some of them in previous podcasts but now we we get to the arantia book and the question is should we or do we have to choose between our personal experiences and what the Arantia book says. And should we do that? No, I don't think we should. Because no matter what, what text or what group you're deciding to deny yourself and join or follow, that disruption or eruption of emotion is eventually going to come through psychologically. You know, we, we, we can't repress or suppress who we really are. Now, I'm speaking spiritually. And again, I'm, I'm not making any argument for somebody saying, well, what if I worship the devil? What if I... What if I'm into black magic or, you know, something like that? Well, no, dark is dark, you know, and we should not be, <laughs> we should never be dabbling in the darkness. 
because it always ends badly. I've never seen anybody who practices that kind of thing, engages in that sort of thing, where it ever ended well. Uh, that kind of thing always affects the emotions. People are always depressed. Then they get angry. Then they start isolating from others and the rest of the world. Um, they become very critical. They start engaging in practices that, that they shouldn't. Trying to unleash dark forces and curses upon those who disagree with them or those they feel have hurt them in some way. And inevitably, uh, I've always seen this kind of thing end uh, with illness, either stroke, heart attack, or cancer every time. And I feel that's because the darkness eats away at us. It will shut down our life force eventually and inevitably. So I'm not talking about getting involved in, uh, you know, well, hey, I'm a Satanist or I'm a dark warlock or whatever. No, that's, <laughs> that's not who we really are. The native waters that we all swim in as spiritual beings is love and peace. So when we find that in our lives and we're happy, we're fe feeling fulfilled, we're feeling it's just a wonderful feeling. It's like heaven on earth. And then someone comes along and says, well, you know, that might be all positive, but you shouldn't be doing it that way to do it our way. That usually doesn't end well either. So we should never trade in our true selves for what someone else believes. Or even what a text tells us. And to some people that might sound like taboo. You know, oh, how could you say that? You know, the Bible is the word of God. It contains all the truth we need. Uh, the Urantia book is... An angelic communication telling us, you know, setting us straight about life in the universe and God and Jesus and angels and all these different things. How can you say that? Well, I can say that because in my experiences, it seems we have, and I've said this before in my shows, it seems we have no perfect text on this planet that tells us everything we need to know or answers all the mysteries of the universe. Even a big, thick, 2,100-some-odd-page tome like the Arantia book, and it's, it's deep. It covers a lot of different uh, subjects, talks about things no other book has talked about that we have on this planet, but still it doesn't answer everything. You know, we're talking specifically 
about the Arantia book in, in this particular show, though I've taken a bit of a roundabout way, but I think all of this is, is very important to say in a discussion like this. But we have a book like the Arantia book that tells us that, well, the dead don't return. There are no ghosts. It talks about ghost cults and people that worship the dead. Now, all that is true, but though it says there are no ghosts or spirits walking around, the dead won't return. Still here on planet Earth, we have ghosts. And that's just the fact of the matter. No matter how you slice it, no matter how you spin it, no matter what what text uh, you know, or book says about it or what people say about it, they believe it or disbelieve it, here on planet Earth, we have ghosts. We have paranormal activity. So there's only one of three possibilities that can be the probability in this case is either our cherished texts, whatever they may be, including the Arantia book, are wrong. Or B, there's been human interference that has taken out certain texts that people that were involved or had exposure uh, to the book, to the early manuscripts, made changes that they wanted to make. And that is something that has, uh, unfortunately, happened in the biblical text and, and some believe also happened in the text of the Arantia book. I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any spiritual tome that we have on earth that doesn't have some kind of human interference in its pages. Because man wants to control. It's always, you know, it's always been the case. What I believe, everybody should believe. I feel that I have the truth. We have the truth. So everybody should believe our truth. So it's it's not unlikely that the Arantia book was exposed to this kind of... Uh, chicanery, <laughs> you know, in its inception. Or number three, which is also a possibility, these books are not supposed to answer every single question in the universe. There are mysteries. We are human beings. We are finite beings in, in, in a finite world. God's not going to give us all the answers right now. We couldn't handle it. We're not equipped to handle it right now. So the books, maybe they're just not meant to answer every single question. I don't think they are. And in some cases, maybe the writers of the book, the Holy Spirit, celestial beings that uh, were said to write the Arantia papers, these uh, angelic beings, 
Maybe they just took the fifth and they didn't want to get into certain topics that human beings have made fetishes out of in the past. I mean, let's face it. In my world, in my opinion, in my personal experience, yes, there are ghosts out there. But I don't worship the dead. I don't pray to the dead. I don't use the spirits of the dead as divination and ask them advice or uh, to make predictions about things in the world. That's, that's up to the spirit of God to reveal, not the spirits of deceased human beings. But throughout time and history, I mean, let's face it, a lot of people did just those things and they still do. There are people that, you know, make altars to their ancestors. Leave them, you know, offerings on those altars and pray to their their ancestors and have this idea that if they don't leave offerings, if they don't have an altar, if they don't pray to their ancestors, their ancestors will get mad and haunt them in a bad way. I mean, what a terrible belief that is. You know, there are so-called uh, fortune tellers out there that, you know, want to come in. You know, they'll say, oh, you know, I'm a medium. And they'll, they'll bring you in for, you know, a reading. And, you know, they'll consult the dead like a fortune telling tool. What are the spirits saying? The spirits will reveal your future. That's, that's dangerous territory to go into. And I think God knows this. I think the angels know this. So it's possible that the Holy Spirit who inspired the Bible, the celestials who authored the Urantia papers, just didn't want to go there. It's better to take the fifth. And I certainly think that is a possibility as well, a very big possibility, because think about it. There's so many people that have these kooky ideas worshiping their ancestors and all that sort of thing. How widespread would that be if the Bible or the Arantia book came right out and said, oh, well, hey, by the way, yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, spirits walking around on planet Earth for various reasons, maybe. How nutty would most of the human race go consulting the dead. Which is, by the way, uh, why the Bible warns about that kind of thing. It's not saying that, you know, something like ghost hunting is bad or even, uh, you know, communicating with spirits is bad. But what are you communicating with them about? Are you asking them to tell your future? Are you asking them to get vengeance on someone for you that, that wronged you at work. You know, these are the crazy things that happen. So what would people be doing if our spiritual and holy texts told us this was possible and that it was okay? So maybe, maybe for the safety of the human race and maybe for the safety of some people on planet Earth, uh, who give them an inch, they'll take 10,000 miles. They just don't want to get into that topic. So they 
address it differently. So we have three different possibilities here as to why something like the Arantia book might say one thing, but another reality is another thing altogether. And I, I personally think there's a little bit um, uh, of all three in the mixture. You know, especially two and three, human interference and God in his wisdom just knows what man would do if he had certain information. So he doesn't really go into it that deeply or just says, yeah, you know what? The dead don't return. But you'll have to figure that out for yourself if you encounter that sort of thing. Rather than following some ghost cult. So that's my opinion. And I'm not saying the Bible is wrong. The Arantia book is wrong. Uh, you know, I, I definitely, uh, I read both. I, can, I will continue to read both. I think there's a lot of truth and a lot of wisdom and a lot of insight. And, you know, you can read those books over and over and continue to glean things that just make you go, aha, yeah, you get those enlightened moments. And I get a lot of those reading and meditating on the Bible. I mean, the Bible is, uh, to me, a, a pretty tried and true text, though misunderstood, mistranslated, misused. But I am of the belief, the old belief, if it resonates, keep it. If it doesn't, don't necessarily throw it away, but just put it on the shelf. Maybe that's information you'll need later on. If it doesn't resonate, just put it away. Don't beat yourself up over it. Don't sit there and ask a thousand different priests and pastors and Urantia book readers, well, what about this and what about that and what should I do about this? Because I experienced this, but the book says that. Don't get in conflict. If it resonates, keep it. If it doesn't, put it away. Go on reading and discovering truth. Go on and discover the truth that God wants you to know and is revealing to you through your experiences. And it's interesting that the Arantia book talks about our personal experiences with God being of absolute importance. You know, so right there, I don't think we should be throwing our experiences away in favor of religion or doctrine or dogma. The religious and spiritual volumes we have on planet Earth don't answer all the questions. They're not supposed to. And there could be uh, a variety of reasons as to why... Um, they, they differ on certain things, you know, like when it comes to ghosts and their explanation thereof, what they are, what they aren't. Is it possible? Is it impossible to connect with the dead? Variety of reasons that we, we just previously talked about why, why this might be. So for me, I read, I take what resonates, I leave what don't. And if it resonates later and actually, you know, rings true or, or 
I stumble upon something and go, hey, wait a minute, that information that I didn't really think was right actually is right. I've had that happen. You know, we're all a work in progress. But I continue to read, I continue to study, I continue to meditate on these things. And um, I bring my personal beliefs and practices in line with uh, those spiritual and religious ideals that I believe in. I, I don't, I don't uh, go running far off uh, into the, uh, the field somewhere doing my own thing. I keep things in that, uh, for me, in that more Christian context. But I value my personal experiences because I feel God has given me those experiences. God has blessed me with those experiences. So I'm, I'm not going to throw them away for what somebody else thinks or believes or, you know, um, beating me over the head with a book. I've been there, done that, didn't, uh, didn't work out so well. <laughs> I'm really, really, really glad to be on the other side of all that and where I am right now. So uh, trust yourself, trust your experiences, trust God. And uh, again, take what resonates, leave what don't, or leave what doesn't, put it on the shelf. Maybe it's something you'll come back to later. If you don't, great. If you do, great. So that's kind of the long uh, roundabout answer to what I feel about, but what about the Urantia book saying the dead don't return? Um, and hopefully you've gotten something uh, out of this this week. If you're uh, a reader of the Bible or the Urantia book or both. And uh, I appreciate you listening. Until next time, be safe, stay in the light, and God bless.